Amen. Amen. This morning, I believe God has a word for us all. And this message is for all the fathers and the men as well. And this message is also for all the mothers who are called to raise godly sons who will become godly men, eventually become godly husband, and eventually become godly fathers. So mothers, please listen up. Um, it is also to all the single women who one day need to choose godly men for your life. A godly husband who would eventually become a godly father for your children. <clears throat> this message is also for all the unique parents who are taking up responsibilities as a single mother, as a single father, especially single mothers, it's you, you are playing the role of both the father and the mother, and God has graced you with that, and God knows what you're going through, God knows how hard it is, and it's not easy, and God wants to give you an encouragement. God wants to give you a word this morning that is going to make you feel that He is with you, and He has got you, and once you receive the word, you will know that that everything that you are going through, it is according to God's word and it will be in the purposes of God. Amen? But hey, before I go into any of this, before I go into my message, you know, uh, it's Father's Day and I just simply can't go on with my message without some dad jokes. Come on. How many of you are ready for some dad jokes? And, and, and if you are watching with your fathers, and if they don't get it, just, just try to explain. And, and if they don't still get it, that's the funny part. You know, just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. And, and, and this, is, this is special. So, so I'm going to be ready for dad jokes moment. Are you guys ready for dad jokes moment? Here we go. All right, here comes the first one. Are you ready? First one. My name is Buzz Aldrin, and I am the second man to step on the moon. Kneel before me. Got that? Kneel before me, Neil Armstrong. When before, okay, right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Come on, music. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, I hey, come on, give me some thumbs up. It was good, okay? Come on, give me some encouragement here. Give me some smiling emojis. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Okay, I can't say that one. Next one. All right, what genre of music are national anthems? What genre of music are national anthems? Come on, any guesses? You don't know? Country. Country, guys. Country. It's country music. National acts. Okay. Come on. Give me some. One smiley. I got one smiley. That's all I need. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Next one. Next one. I decided. All dads. Hear this out. I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. You know why? Because it was just collecting dust. Yeah? Yeah? All right, one smiley. I got one. 
causes one person laughing. That's all I need. All right, here is the final one. Here's the final one. Here's the final one. What did the ocean say to the beach? What did the ocean say to the beach? It said nothing. It just waved. Ocean, wave. Come on. Come on. That was a good one. If you, if you enjoyed that dad jokes moment, come on. Turn on your cameras. Give a big round of applause for all the great dad jokes that our fathers have ever said. I see somebody are falling off the chair. You can't even sit up. It's so funny. I know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let me drink some water. How many of you had to explain that jokes to your dads? Probably the Neil Armstrong one, right? <laughs> awesome. The title of my sermon this morning is The Super Dad. Super Dad. I believe that every father, every man is called to be a super dad. And the only way that you can be a super dad is when you follow a super God in your life who can help you to lead and become a super dad. God has given the ability for all human beings to make a choice. The choice that, that we all have to make, whether you are a father, whether you are a mother, whether um, you know, you're a husband or a wife or a young person, Whoever you are, God has given you the ability to make choices. But then when it com comes to men, when it comes to father, fathers are called to decide and make choices that others find it difficult to make. Sometimes you got to make choices and think ahead and carry some burdens for your family. So you need to make some choices for yourself. When men are not godly men, there are, not, there are a lot of problems in the family and in the life of our children. When men don't lead as how we are supposed to lead, then there is a lot of things that are complicated and that becomes complicated. So this morning, I want to speak to everybody who's listening to my voice that I believe that God has a wor word for all of us and I believe that this word is going to change and transform your life completely. It is not about just you but it's about the people around you as well. Every choice that you make as a father, as a man, as a person that is responsible for your community, for your family, there are, there are a lot of things that you got to decide and a lot of choices that you got to make which affects not just you but also the people around you. And we want to go, uh, I want to go into a, a passage, uh, um, you know, just two verses today uh, that's probably not something that usually people pick for Father's Day but we're going to go to the Old Testament, we're going to go to Joshua chapter 24 and we're going to look at verse 14 and 15. Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. And this is what it says. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Verse 15. Watch closely. But if serving the Lord seems undecidable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. 
You see that? Choose. You got a choice to make. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the God of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Now here's what Joshua is saying. He has made a choice. This is what Joshua clearly says. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That is the choice that a kingdom man, that a godly man, that a man anointed, called by God, who is responsible, who is a super dad, who is a super godly man following a super God, makes a choice to say, as for me and my household, not just for himself, he speaks for his family, he speaks for his children, he speaks for the people that he is responsible for, that we will serve the Lord. Joshua made a choice among the people who did not want to choose Adonai, who did not want to choose God. The context of this passage is that, you know, the Israelites, you know, they, they are walking and traveling, but they were still stuck with their past. They still stuck with other gods. They were not totally following God. They wanted the blessing of Yahweh God, but they did not want Yahweh himself. And this became a problem for Joshua. And Joshua said, you people need to make a choice. And Joshua did not hide and say that. He made a public declaration. He called out everybody to make a choice on a public platform. And I want to say to all the men out there, all the fathers out there, can we display godliness in all our public forums and in our private settings. Godliness is something that needs to be modeled, not just something, so, because you, know, you, you understand that people are watching, your family is watching you, they're not just listening to your words, they're not just, you know, I remember, you know, there was once a family that we were visiting and, and the father, uh, you know, he is actually, you know, uh, from the military background. So he still, you know, runs his home like, you know, like a military, like an army. And, and every time the dad comes in, you know, uh, the children just go and hide. They just go and hide and, and they pretend to, they're studying, they pretend to do this and do that. And, and, and every time he walks, he just looks around and makes sure that everybody is settled in. And, and that authority, and he just walks in and carries on. But godliness is not, you know, showing being a godly man is not about being a dictator, but being present, available, loving, and caring. We sang about this song, our, you know, that our God is a good, good father. It's who he is. It's who he is. He did not you know, display dictatorship dad over us. He presented himself as a loving, caring father. What kind of man are you? What kind of father are you? What kind of godly characteristics that you are displaying to your household and to your family 
to the community and to the church. See, Joshua did not allow the majority of the culture to influence his choice. This is the problem that we find in today's society that whatever that the majority is doing, everybody starts doing that. But as a godly father, as a godly man, as a man who is called to make choices under the will and the presence of the Lord, are you making godly decisions? Are you making choices in a way that it's not, you know, it is not influenced by culture, but it's influenced by God's word. Even that means that you got to stand out. Even if that means that you are rejected by others, whereas make some hard decisions and choices. And listen up, all the families, sometimes, you know, or many times, fatherhood is something that, that many people don't understand or, or the father figure is the most seen as the most complicated figure in the family. You know, sometimes he's seen as the villain. Sometimes he's seen as the hero. Sometimes, you know, he's like, it's confusing. What is he even up to? Sometimes it's like, where is he going? Like, why does he even do that? Right? Any, anybody with me? No? Okay. Right? Right? It's, it's, it's really hard and, and it's really kind of like hard to grasp your mind around that and, and, and what are they doing? And, and sometimes, you know, it is important that as families, as, as a wife, as a, as a mother or as, as children to protect your father figures, to protect your dad, not just your, your uh, you know, biological dad, but there God has also allowed some spiritual dads in your life, some spiritual father figures in your life. It is important that you trust that God is working in and through them. Sometimes the choices that they make, they, it'll be like Joshua. It will not just be the same like any other people. See, Joshua was standing in front of the nation and he was saying that, you know, fear the Lord, be faithful. But then he made a choice, not just for himself, but for him, his wife and his children and his family and everybody else. He said, as for me and my household, Imagine, imagine Joshua while he was proclaiming and declaring that, and I don't know if you know Joshua's some, uh, you know, some of Joshua's family members or, or you know, uh, just went like, oh, uh, Joshua, can you just decide for yourself? Okay, we want to, we want to be with the other guys. They did not say that. They stood with the authority of godly man, godly fatherhood. And they surrendered to that. They submitted to that. And Joshua boldly said, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You see, Joshua made a personal decision for him. He made a personal decision for his family. But then he also displayed it publicly. If you need to be a super dad, if you need to be a superman, you need to be ready to make the hard choices, not influenced by culture, not influenced by people around you, but influenced by God's 
word. If you're writing this down, you can write this down. If you need to be a super dad, you need to be a superman and not jelly man. If you need to be a super dad, you need to be a godly man and not jelly man. Why do I say that? If you look at jelly and you take jelly and you put it into any vessel, it will take the shape of that vessel. If you put it with some sort of design on it, it will take the shape of that mold. It doesn't have any bones. It doesn't have any structure. It doesn't have a spinal cord. It doesn't have a backbone. Whatever, you know, um, mold that you put the jelly in, the jelly would take the mold and shape of the mold and it'll just stay there. Today, too many men are jelly men. They don't have the guts or they don't have the backbone to make godly choices and to lead their families. If men stop leading families, you are ruining not just your family but your society. If you're ruining your society, then you are ruining your nation. If you are ruining your society and your nation, you can only imagine what you're doing to the church. It is not the, just the responsible of the spiritual fathers, not just the responsible of pastors to lead the church in godly way and make a public display. It is the responsibility of every single Christian father. I have already said this. Your first calling is to be a pastor for your home. I am not the pastor for your home. I am the pastor for the collective families of all God's people coming together. But you are the pastor for your home. You're not called to be jelly man. You're called to be godly man. Don't fit into the mold of everybody else's expectation. Don't fit into the mold of everything, all the pressure that comes upon you. I understand the pressure. I understand the financial pressure. I understand the pressure from, you know, your family, your wife, your parents, your children. I understand the uh, expectations that set on you. I understand the things that's keeping you up at night. I understand the predicament you have about the future. I understand the fear that you carry. I understand the fact that even though you have that fear in your heart, you need to put a, a bold front because you're the father. I understand all that. But I also understand that we have a heavenly father. We have Jesus who has displayed this to us that no matter what happened, he always did what the will of the father was. Even that means that he had to die, he still did the will of the father. Jesus was not a jelly man, he was a godly man. He did not fit into the mold of the society. He did not fit into the mold and the, of, of the culture. He did not take different shapes and different, you know, had different goalposts. He was the same everywhere. So um, I'm calling out to all kingdom men, all godly men, all godly sons and daughters and mothers to raise your children based on God's word so that they will have a spinal cord to make the right decision. And your spinal cord has to be God's word. Because God's word will not bend for culture. 
God's word will not bend for others. God's world, God's word will not bend for somebody else's opinion over your life. God's word remains the same and the Holy Spirit gives you the strength to make the right decisions for your life so that you will not be jelly man, you will be godly man. Come on somebody say amen. That's our calling. Have you accepted your spiritual leadership for your household? You might be a husband and you have a father to please and you also have a children to please. Don't take two sides and don't go one end and the other end. You got to be there for both. As a son, you got to be with your father and, and, and please him and honor him. At the same time, as a father, you got to be with your children, honor them, enjoy the moment with them. It is important to do both. I know we have a lot of hats to wear. I know we have a lot of roles to play. And it gets tough. But God is there to help you. God is there to strengthen you. Have you accepted your spiritual leadership for your household? Maybe this is your, maybe you did not have a good role model in your life. Maybe you did not have a good um, relationship with your dad. But that doesn't mean you got to make the same mistakes. That doesn't mean that you got to keep that bitterness in your heart and, and, and kind of reciprocate the same or replicate the same. That just gives you an opportunity to go into God's word, to go to God's presence and say, God, help me. Help me. Don't, you know, society has put a label on men that men shouldn't cry. Strength means that you don't cry. Strength means that you are always bold and, and, and you know, you don't have any fear in your heart. But don't be shy to cry in God's presence. If you're feeling vulnerable, it takes a lot of strength to show your family, to show your children that daddy is not in a good place and I need your support, I need your prayers, I need your strength. That is okay. Every day, um, I do this with my, with my little daughter that every time I'm leaving the house to come to church, you know, my daughter knows when it's time for me to leave. She'd be like, bye, daddy. Are you going to KCC? Have a good day. She says all that. But before that, I kneel down in front of her and I ask her to pray for me before I go out of the house. So she lays her hand on my forehead and she says, Jesus, thank you for daddy. In Jesus' name, Amen. That's all she says. That's all she says. And that gives me the strength for the day. That gives me, you know, gets me. I want her to know that daddy needs her prayers. I don't, I'm, I'm the father figure, but at the same time, it's her who makes me, gives me that role, that position of being her father. We are in this relationship together. It's important for your children to know the times that you're feeling strong and it also takes a lot of strength to tell your family, to tell your children, I'm not doing so good, need your prayers. Need your prayers. That's what godly men do. You see, you can, you, can, you, know, you could produce a child. That doesn't make you a father. You can be married that does not make you a husband. You can be male. 
that doesn't make you a man. Being your physical nature and going into the calling of what you need to be, it's a transition from being a male, being a boy, to going into a man, the transition needs to happen through God's word. This is why we have different ministries in our church, Relentless Youth, we have the, uh, the kids ministry, and, and every ministry is focused on helping people to nurture and grow under God's word so that one day they will become godly men and women. It's important that you do that. It's a choice you make. It's a choice you make. Many people think and many people make this, make this mistake that if you just love them, you think that you have influence over them. And, and love is many times like, oh, I bought this for you. I am paying for your bills. If you got a roof over your head, it's simply because of me. I am putting food on your table. I am paying the bills for your education. That's what daddy does. Anybody can pay bills. Just because you pay the bills doesn't mean that you have influence over your children. That's just not love. Love is, is giving them time. Love is, is being present with your presence and not just stuff. Love is, is actually taking time to be with your children, listening to them. You are called to go into their world. That's what fatherhood is. You're called to step into their world, humble yourself, and try to understand their nature, try to understand their world, try to understand what they're going through. Now, you cannot do that with dictatorship mentality. I am the father. Everybody worship me. When I come into the house, I mean, that is not going to work with this generation children anyway. Maybe it worked 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Nowadays, like, oh, okay, hi. You're here. It's important that father figures are humble, that they are present. I'll tell you what gives you influence. Love plus time gives you influence. The time is love plus listening to them. Love plus hearing them out. Love plus they need to know that, that I can open up to my dad and, and, and he, can, he can listen. Can we do that, godly men? Can we do that? Can we, can we make that choice? The choices you make today, I tell you, it will affect the generations. It will not just affect your children, but it, what you model today is going to affect your children and your children's children and the generation to come. It is not the assets that you buy. It's not the properties that you buy. It is not the houses that you build for them. That is not the legacy. It is who you are and you, how you lived in front of them. That leaves a legacy for the next generation. In fact, our generation to come, they will be much smarter than us in buying things and managing things. Their world will be much more different than us. But if we can lay down some godly principles, live it out and display it, 
then we would have lived a legacy fatherhood. A legacy fatherhood. Maybe, maybe you walked away from this leadership. Maybe as, as a man, as a father, maybe you walked away from God for a long time. And you know it, maybe your family doesn't know about it. Maybe it's been a long time you picked up the Bible and you prayed. And you read God's word. Maybe it's a long time before you, know, you even knelt down in the presence of God and, and said, Lord, I need you. Maybe it's been a long time. God cannot bless the fake you. God can only bless the real you. We could show off, we can use the authority, we can just put a show, but God knows what's happening on the inside. And it's time to come back, it's time to heal, it's time to come back and say, help me to be a super dad. Because the only way to be a super dad is not through my perf perfections or show myself that I'm perfect, but relying on a perfect God, relying on a perfect father who is modeling to us what love is, what kindness is, what self-control is, what peace is. He gives you the right words to speak at the right time. He'll tell you when to cry. He tells you when to laugh. He tells, he tells us how to have compassion over our family, over our household. He will tell us when to make the right choice and how to make the right choices like Joshua did. As for me and my household. That moment needs to be there in all of our lives. If you can make a choice today to be a godly man, then you and I can be a super dad because we have a super, super father figure. He's a great almighty. You might be celebrating this Father's Day without your dad. Maybe he passed away a couple of years ago or maybe he passed away recently. And if that's you, I want you to remind you that, that your father is in a safe place. Physically, you miss him. But everything that he imparted into your life, all the love that he showed you, take that all and show it to the next generation. Show to the people around you, not just for your children, even, even for, for young people who need a father figure. They might not have a good father figure in their life. Just show that to them, love them, care for them. Can all the dads, you know, uh, from King City Church, can, can I see you guys? Can you, can you pin them on the screen? Can you spotlight them? Just want to speak into your lives, all the father figures that are here. I have, I have my physical dad, and he has modeled great faith uh, to my, into my life. And I also have some spiritual fathers, right? They have shaped me, molded me, spoken into my life. And this morning, I don't speak you know, to you with the authority of my age or with the authority of my role or a position, but I speak to you with the authority of God's word. And, and according to the God's word, according to who our God is, I want to speak into all the father figures and the dads of this church. We are called to be godly men. Let's model that. If we can model that, we will have a super church. We'll have a super church. We will have a church that leads the way for other communities. We will have a church. We'll have your children, you know, your, 
your wives, your, your you know, uh, the next generation modeling something for, for this society, for this community. And I can't do that on my own. I can't just do that as a pastor. We got to do it all together. Amen? We got to do it all together. Jesus modeled this to us and, and his choices was always about the will of the heavenly father. Can, can all the men just raise your hand and, and all the fathers, can you just raise your hand and say, help me to be a godly man. Help me to be a godly man. Thank you, Jesus. Not just, not just the fathers, even, even the men who are here, you can pray that prayer. All the girls who are looking to get married soon, why don't you pray, Lord, help me to find a godly man. I don't want to fall into a trap of somebody who just make choices out of their own impulsive nature, but rather they will stop, think, pray, go to the presence of God. If a man can choose you over God, he can choose anybody over you. Let me say that again. If a man can choose you over God, he can choose anybody over you. And that's not a healthy relationship. You need a man. I understand you need a man. <laughs> I understand you want a partner. I understand you want a husband. But hey, don't rush. You want a godly man. You need somebody who loves God more than you. And only then, he can be stable. And he can make a choice like Joshua. As for me and my wife. As for me and my children. As for me and my church. As for me and my life group. As for me and my community. We will serve the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for that anointing over all the men, over all the fathers in this room. I even pray for the single mothers who are both father and mother figures for their children. I pray that you will give them the grace and the strength to model that. Lord, I pray for all the young men who are listening to this word. I pray that they will start learning to become a man with God's word in their life. That they will grow with God's word and that, that they will not bend for anybody. Let God's word become their spine that they rely on, that they stand up on that they will stand strong and display to the community and to the future. No distractions will take them away from God's word. No distractions will bend them into compromising with this world. But rather, let their spines be erected with the principles of God's word and godliness. I pray for the women of our church 
that they will continue to be godly women and support the godly man because he is not perfect he'll not be perfect all the time but he's trying and i pray that there will be families there will be children wives and mothers supporting the father help him to carry this vision this burden this task they will not point they will not blame but they will encourage they will praise him when they do something right and they will not talk him down when they when he does something wrong but rather say i am praying for you you can do this because i believe and trust the god in you in the name of jesus